0: Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs? You can pick your World Series winner and a heck of a lot more. And by the way, it's horse racing season. Well, I have amazing news for you. Our partners at Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And it's super easy to get started. So head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V to get started and get that 50% welcome bonus On your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. It's officially ice cream season in Central New York. And the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in all May long and try their Strawberry Banana Twist. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh. So no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel is open seven days a week. Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934. And now offering Strawberry Banana Twist soft serve all May long. So treat yourself to some Carvel make a splash this may with a new spa from my hot inventory available now so choose from over 50 spas these prices are slashed to move fast Myhottub.com, located in destiny usa hurry these spas won't last what's going on everybody paul bissonette here from the spit and chicklets podcast and now the tnt broadcast i just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in into the ml sports platter Nimble Sports Platter is brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers, Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare, and our great friend Brian Conboy at MassMutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian Conboy today, advisors.massmutual.com. A tip of the cap thank you as well to our terrific friends at Camilla's Golf Club and Rosie's Corner, as well as Bruton Ace Hardware and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the program as well. I have eight teams left in the NFL to uh, recap the drafts and uh, let's get right to it. I'm going to, I'm going to hammer out the AFC South and this division is just absolutely horrific um, in in my opinion. It's crazy because you know, the two best teams are Tennessee and Indy Houston's in a complete and utter, just get it back on the tracks uh, mode and Jacksonville. After the Urban Meyer fiasco and all the rest look, they might have had a pretty good off season, but they're still miles behind now they added really good players. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be good, perhaps Doug Peterson can change some things around a different culture, different ideas, um, which is good. The urban Meyer hire was absolutely ridiculous, but listen, Shad Khan's a terrible owner and uh, when you look at uh, this Jaguars team, um, you know they really spent a ton uh, in the in the in the um you know in the off season. And, um, you know, uh, the draft will break down here in a moment, but this division, the two best teams, Tennessee Indy, still have a little bit of a quarterback problem, you know? I mean, Indianapolis' roster, I really like top to bottom. Tennessee's, for the most part, I mean, they just ch- traded A.J. Brown. I like most, for the most part, but they have Ryan Tannehill. Who in their right mind is going to pick the Tennessee Titans to, I don't know, make the Super Bowl? Oh, wait, I did last year. Ah, but I, I think I did it by default, right? I did it by default. Only I only did it because I was like, how many times, how, how, can the Chiefs get back there? I, Being a big Bills guy, I was like, oh, I should have known them better. I just did it. I took them basically as a chance of, like, luck, right? Like, oh, maybe, just maybe they'll be the ones, you know, to get there, Um but I was dead wrong, of course. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't see Cincinnati coming either. But, you know, look around the league Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I mean, come on, Joe Burrow. You know, like, I, I'm telling you, um, Indianapolis with Matt Ryan, he's on the back nine. And Ryan Tannehill, those two teams are behind all those teams I just mentioned. You know, the team that doesn't win the AFC South out of those two. I don't think it's going to make the playoffs. I really don't. Let's get to the draft recaps of the Titans, Colts, Texans, and Jaguars. And um, first of all here with with Tennessee, um, the first pick, you know, you have to love, right? Because you trade A.J. Brown, shock the world there uh, with that, obviously from New Orleans through Philadelphia. Um, They get up to the 18th spot there, and what do they do? They take A.J. Brown 2.0. I mean, what a great, smart move. They take a big, physical guy who can get it in you know, yards after the catch, possession receiver, uh, 6'2, 230, can go up and get it great in the red zone. Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. He's a thickly built wide receiver. He excels after the catch. He's a mismatch guy. Uh, he breaks tackles. He's super, super aggressive. Um, when he goes up and gets it, and he is going to be absolutely a stud in this league. He's going to be a day one starter. He could be WR1 as soon as week three or four. I think he's that good. He'll excel in the slant routes in the screen game. He's going to be able to have Tannehill get the ball out of his hands. He's quick at finding his route. Um, Really good pick here, 2.0, A.J. Brown, and his ability to create after the catch will have Titans fans going bananas over uh, over this player. And, And you know what? He's a lot cheaper than A.J. Brown. They didn't want to pay him, and so they basically got A.J. Brown 2.0 on a rookie deal. Smart stuff. Roger McCreary, really good pick. Auburn cornerback in the second round. Terrific stuff here. He's a 5'11, 200 pounder, 190, 200 pounder, but he's smooth and he's sticky with the quick feet. He's got short bursts. He can cover the run. Um, He's got to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more physical, but again, Can you really go wrong taking an SEC cornerback? I just, I don't think you can. I mean, I really, really don't. Patrick Peterson, right? I mean, the proofs in the pudding, right? You got Patrick Sertan. I mean, there's a lot of guys um, who I would trust coming out of that conference, man. They, They have to cover the biggest and best wide receivers out there. I think Roger McCreer is going to be a nice player. And you know what? The Titans allowed the second most receiving yards and receptions to wide receivers last year, so... Uh, that's a big deal. And you know what? They also made cornerback Janoris Jenkins a cap casualty and 2021 first round pick Caleb Farley uh, just can't stay healthy. So really good uh, pick here for the Titans. Uh, Elsewhere, third round, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer out of Ohio State, an offensive tackle, goes in the third round. And then, possibly, the steal of the entire NFL draft. In the third round, Malik Willis from Liberty goes to the Tennessee Titans. Now, I didn't see anything that blew me away when Liberty played at Syracuse. However, you can just see from the look test what Malik Willis brings to the table. He is a really, really uh, a, a fast hybrid guy. He's not as big as, you know, a Josh Allen, but the boomer bus potential is there similarly to Josh Allen. He's 6'1", 220. He's not, you know, 6'5", 240, but the boomer bus concept it's there for sure. And I think this is a great pick. Tannehill, I believe, coming up on the last year of his contract, you got to move off of him. Malik Willis can, you you know, utilize this year, grow under Tannehill in almost an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes type of fashion. And then you see, right, you give him the keys to the car and you see, you know, here, here here's the Mercedes, man. Can you drive it? And um, look, he needs way more, I mean, a ton of work on the intermediate anticipation throws. I mean, he's horrible there. But he has good deep ball accuracy. He's got an ability to drive the ball. He's got an unbelievable ability to make plays and run, uh, designate, you know, design runs and scrambles. He's got great character. I mean, he helped that you know person. Uh, wasn't it at the draft like a homeless person? He gave him, or, or at the uh, combine, maybe it was, maybe it was at the combine. Um, anyway, he gave the person all of like his prizes or whatever that he received. Um, really nice you know homeless person just gave gave him everything and introduced himself and just I don't know who does that I mean that's just great um he's got awesome work habits easy to coach great character I don't know I, I think this pick's great um it, it, he might be the biggest boom or bust player in the NFL I I probably him and Kayvon Thibodeau right I mean, that's what we're looking at um but this is an ideal spot for him. He can grow under Tannehill. You don't have to rush him. Um, you know, heavy running attack. He's got the support of Derrick Henry he who's coming back from injury last year. I don't know. I love this pick for for the Titans. I really do. And they got to figure out the quarterback position because you know, they they got Ryan Tannehill. It's been a nice little ride here. They have made the playoffs. They've been in it. They've been in, you know, in, in the pick, big picture. Um, they had a double-digit lead to Kansas City in the playoffs a couple of years ago and blew it. But uh, you know, I I think this team has got to get uh, Th- this team's got to get a quarterback figured out if they're going to try to go win a Super Bowl. Fourth round, Hassan Haskins, Michigan running back. Love everything about him. Downfield runner, tough as nails, played in the Big Ten. Great pick there. Um, Chigozim Okonwo, is that how you say that? My goodness. Maryland tight end in the fourth round. I don't know anything about him. Kyle Phillips, UCLA wide receiver in the fifth round. Theo Jackson, sixth round pick, a safety from Tennessee. And then they go, boy, SEC heavy or what? Ole Miss inside linebacker, Chance Campbell goes in the sixth round. I I think the Titans had a pretty good draft overall. I mean, I like Haskins as a depth piece at running back. I think he could develop into a number one uh, once they maybe move off of Derrick Henry. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but you never know. And they could try to maybe trade Henry um, down the line and and get a wicked haul for him. Traylon Burks is just a no-brainer, great pick. And and, and McCreary, I think, is going to be a very good pro. So those three, I think, is where the bread was buttered for the Tennessee Titans. Let's move to the Indianapolis Colts and um, break down what they did in the draft. And the ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Burn Derry and the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. They didn't have a pick in the first round for obvious reasons, moving and shaking, getting Matt Ryan and, and previous trades and all the rest. Alec Pierce gets picked in the second round, a wide receiver. Really nice pick here. The Colts had to go offense, there's no question, but Michael Pittman Jr. coming off that 1,000-yard receiving season, um, but Zach Paschal signed with Philadelphia. T.Y. Hilton's a free agent. They had to pursue a number two to complement Pittman. And that's what Pierce can be for this team. Uh, he's tall, 6'3", 215. Um, you know, he chews up ground quickly. Great at 50-50 balls. He can track it. Um, he led all FBS players in receptions. 13 and yards 521 on goal routes since 2019. That's according to ESPN stats and info. Natural hands, great character. Um, uh, you know, he's got to hit his break uh, for sure. Um, you know, gathering a bit, you know, too much kind of getting not in and out of him. He's got to kind of find his spot there. But I think overall, pretty good pick. And they had they had to beef up the wide receiver room because of the the things I just mentioned. Um, they took Jelani Woods, a Virginia tight end, again, just more weapons, more weapons, more weapons, uh, in the third round. Uh, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan, an offensive tackle, in the third round. Nick Cross, a third rounder from Maryland, a safety. Eric Johnson in the fifth round from Missouri State, a defensive tackle. Andrew Ogletree from Youngstown State a tight end in the sixth round. Curtis Brooks from Cincinnati, an offensive tackle. And then from Yale, I mean, how many players get picked in the NFL draft from Yale? <laughs> you know, not many, not many at all. Uh, a safety, Rodney Thomas the second, gets picked in the seventh round. I almost would have liked to have seen, and I've said this about a bunch of teams I've already recapped. I don't know as if I mean look, you can find a diamond in the rough once in a while. Tom Brady is just the complete and utter steal of the draft in history because he was 199, 6th round, got passed over a million ways this Sunday and we know what, you know, we know what the results are now. You know, 10 Super Bowl appearances and winning 7 and a success in two places with New England and Tampa. But but you know, a lot of times these 6th and 7th rounders, they're they're kind of just like most of the time they're just no names and and depth pieces and roster fillers, and you just let them go compete at OTAs and training camp and see if they can even make the roster. To me, there's a lot of those guys. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but 7 or 8 out of 10 guys are like that. And I just wonder if it makes more sense for a team like Indy and some others I've mentioned in, in past podcasts. Like, Does it make sense to you to grab a 7, a 6, one of your 3s, and a 5 and go up You know, trade for all those guys and get another second rounder or get another first rounder. You know, giving yourself a better chance, I should say, you know, to get a guy who can start right away. But, you know, a lot of these GMs, Chris Ballard's one of the best in the business, and, you know, he's got his strategy, and we'll see if it works. But solid drafts for the Colts and for the Tennessee Titans. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's the ML Sports Platter. Before I get to the Houston Texans NFL draft recap and the Jacksonville Jaguars, a quick message Deli. It's all good. All right, let's hit up the uh, the Texans and the Jaguars. Um, first of all, you know Houston, <laughs> like the Jets, like the Giants, like the Jag- they're just trying to get this thing back up on the tracks, man. I mean the Texans are a disaster. They're going to go with Davis Mills, obviously a quarterback, um, and trying to you know piecemeal around that and and, and find you know perhaps down the line uh, you know another quarterback, but they didn't go QB um, in this draft. They're going to they're going to ride it out. And see what happens, and, and try to build around some 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 different things. And um, boy, I'll tell you what—they're deep. Every every single team that's like this, they need a ton of help on both sides of the ball. They start out getting Derek Stingley Jr. He went way higher than I thought, number three overall. Um, you know, again, we don't have a lot of recent production, recent evidence of what he can do, but we have it from a couple of years ago. He's a physical press corner, great speed. Uh, had to guard, obviously, you know, a couple of years ago, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and that great group at LSU. Um, he's got to watch, though. He Sometimes he gets caught taking poor angles and misses a lot of tackles. Uh, and he's played only 10 games over the last two years. So, um, you know, Derek Stingley Jr. is completely and utterly, you know, right now to me an unknown, and taking him with the third overall pick, that is risky business for the Houston Texans. But, again, like Kayvon Thibodeau, like Malik Willis, a major boomer bust Situation, and if he booms, wow, look out! He can be a lockdown corner for the next ten years. Kenyon Green, Texas A&M offensive guard, I think the best pick for the Houston Texans. They need to beef up that line. It was one of the worst in the NFL the last couple of years. And when you look at Kenyon Green, he absolutely checks all the boxes. He's number one at his position in terms of OG. He's outstanding run blocker. Uh, He's an outstanding run blocker. Really great angles. Footwork is precise. Awesome hands. He bull rushes defenders. Uh, he protects the pocket as well. And the Texans are continuing to take the best players on the board. That's what this looks like to me. Um, you know, look, Deshaun Watson's n- no longer there. They're going to that post-Watson era. They got to start building this team back up again. Green has played all four spots up front. Uh, Laramie Tunsil and uh, and Ty- uh, Titus Howard are, are a tackle um, for this team. Guess what? Green likely puts... Himself into an inside spot at guard, and it'll fortify the team's offensive line. This is a great pick for the Houston Texans. Now you've got Tunsil, you've got Howard, you've got Green. He's 6'4", 330, great size, unbelievable stuff here. Picking Kenyon Green from Texas A and M, and you know what? The Texans are really weak on the interior in that on that O line, and so this is going to be this is going to be just an amazing, amazing addition. And uh, he should factor in from the jump at left guard. Kenyon Green, great pick. Elsewhere, Baylor safety Jalen Petrie goes in the second round. John Mechie, the third from Alabama, a wide receiver, one of the most, um, I guess, under the radar wide receivers in this draft because, you know, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake London, those kind of players, John Dotson, those guys getting a lot of the accolades. But make no mistake about it, John Mechie, the third, might be the best route runner of the group. He's ranked ninth in his position. But he could very well be the best route runner. He gets out of the break very nicely. He plucks the ball on the run. 5'11", 187, a little small in height, but he's a fine you know, weight class um, type of player. Um, shorter arm, small target. Um, he tore his ACL in the SEC Championship game in December, so he'll probably be sitting out at least, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 games. Uh, does he get back? Um, his, you know, his teammate, Jamison Williams, got hurt about a month after that. Towards ACL in the championship game. So a couple of teams banking on uh, on the Alabama wide receivers here. Um, but look, Brandon Cooks is really the only established wide receiver. They had to improve this position, and the Texans did so by getting John Mechie, the third. Very easy to coach, comes from the Nick Saban school, right? He's, <laughs> you know, played again, big stage, Alabama, football factory, all those things. I just don't know if you can go wrong taking those players. Speaking of, Christian Harris, Alabama, inside linebacker, taken in the third round. Really nice piece here. He's a fast-closing type uh, player and uh, very versatile uh, for a linebacker. Uh, Damian Pierce out of Florida, a running back, taken in the fourth round. Thomas Booker in the fifth round from Stanford, a defensive tackle. Tegan uh, Quattarino out of Oregon State, I don't know who he is, tight end in the fifth round. And then Austin Ducoulos from LSU, an uh, offensive tackle, um, pretty overall solid, you know, draft for the Texans. Again, when you're this bad, you definitely need, you know, a lot of holes to fill. And and I think at the most premier positions that they really needed, I think they did just that. Finally, the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Uh, Trayvon Walker was picked number one. You know, <laughs> he doesn't have that sexy number one appeal. Um, Many people were tossing between him and Aiden Hutchinson going number one and all the rest. But one thing you cannot deny, 6'5", 272, edge rusher, scary as hell. The new prototypical size and length and and speed and height and all the rest, he is that. And he was a part of the single season, arguably for some, probably not for me, greatest defense in in college football history for one season. And um, he's got excellent, uh, he's got an excellent combo. Of height, bulk, length, strength, line speed, all that stuff. Um in his pass rush is built on strength and explosion. Um he can he can stop the run. Um, he'll improve his sack numbers on this team. He's a strong tackler. Um, you know, when you look at this, he has great versatility too, right? Because he lined up at defensive end uh 298 times, defensive tackle 184 times and linebacker 93 times, Uh, so he's, you know, again, Khalil Mack, Von Miller, right, Uh, uh, we see a lot of this going on with a hybrid type Chandler Jones, he's going to fit into that type of a position, he's a day one starter, without a doubt, and now, with Josh Allen as the team's only feared edge rusher, until this point, you put Trayvon Walker on the other side, steps into a situation where he can contribute from day one, double digit sack potential, great pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars, albeit, being number one, but I think, again, you bookend him with Josh Allen. That becomes a scary defensive front for the AFC South to contend with. I think their best pick was Devin Lloyd, the inside linebacker from Utah, later in the first round. Jacksonville had a couple of picks here in the first round. He's just a ball hawk. That's all there is to it. He's quick. He slips blocks. He's 6'3", 237, uses his size great, and his hands great. Another day one starter. And uh, I'll tell you what, Lloyd has just an unbelievable uh Uncanny ability to go get the football. And, you know, despite the fact that they've made some moves in free agency at linebacker, um it was a huge need for the Jags, right? Middle linebacker Lloyd has height for that, length for that, speed for that, and he's a true three down player who the Jaguars can now continue to build uh, around on defense. So just a great pick for the Jags there with Devin Lloyd. Elsewhere, Luke Fortner, Kentucky center in the third round. Chad Muma, Wyoming inside linebacker, third round. Snoop Connor. That's a cool name uh, from Ole Miss, a running back. Gregory Jr., another good name. Six, what? The Jaguars won the name contest in the draft uh, out of uh, a Cheetah Baptist. I, I have no idea what that is. He's a cornerback, Gregory Jr., in the sixth round. And then Monteric Brown out of Arkansas, a cornerback. The bread was buttered for the Jacksonville Jaguars with Devin Lloyd and with Trayvon Walker. Those two guys have potential to be 10-, 12-year pros, Uh uh you know, all pro players, hall of fame players. Um, there's a lot of boomer busts in this division though. I've talked about that, right? Like you got Malik Willis, you've got Trayvon Walker, a lot of boomer busts, but if these guys boom, look out, right? That was the deal with Josh Allen. The Bills saw something. They liked the character, the height, the strong arm and the wind, and all the rest in Western New York. Um, you know, if we, you know, have the proper coaching, if we build around him, etc. here's what he could be. Well, here we are. He is exactly what the bills hoped he would be. They envisioned this and, um, You know, they let him go through the growing pains. He was a project, and boom, boom, boom. He just kept increasing his completion percentage, and the bust factor started to trickle away, and the boom factor rose, and now he's arguably the best football player and quarterback in the NFL. So great stuff here from uh, these teams in the AFC South. I can't wait to see how all of these draft picks, um, you know, end up here uh, in this division. And I just have four teams left. Uh, to do draft recaps for. That's Carolina, Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans. I'm Mike Lindsley. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter, the NFL draft recaps for Tennessee, Indy, Houston, and the Jaguars. We are brought to you by our great friends over at the Allen Angus Pub, Liverpool Physical Therapy, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. Let me tell you about Barks and Rec. If you're in and around central New York, they've got an unbelievable doggy daycare. Hotel dog wash and grooming. Great playground with sprinklers in the back for your pup. It's a terrific place to bring your dog for a day of fun and meet some new friends. Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare is the official doggy daycare of the ML Sports Platter. And I should mention, too, that they work in conjunction with BR Bunkhouse Adoptables for uh, rescue dogs. So make sure you go check out BR Bunkhouse Adoptables on Facebook. I share it all the time. Uh, to try and get as many pups as we can adopted. They're always looking for donations. They're looking for bleach and Clorox and uh, treats for the pups at the shelter. So please drop by Barks and Rec with your dog and drop by with some treats and some other things that the shelter could really use. Uh, It's a huge help. Also, tip of the cap, thank you to Stanley Law Offices, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, and Liverpool Physical Therapy. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.